Council. It's 60. And we are live at Stadium GM. Be out here tonight till 7. News Radio 570 WKVN. Cloudy skies, light rain coming down right now here in the heart of Salem, but still 60 degrees. Pleasant out there. Time now for the legal show. Any legal questions you have? Here's my phone numbers. Child supports, divorce, uh, DUI, estates, evictions. A speeding tickets, a speeding cameras, any questions that you have when it comes to the law, medical malpractice, dog bites, 729-9977. I have three lines in Youngstown open right now, and free legal advice from our attorneys, 729-9977, 729-9977. All right, let me introduce our attorneys here tonight, 729-9977. If you want to get on board, we'll start. We'll introduce our attorneys uh, from uh, left to right. So sitting at uh, microphone number one, he is from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. He was uh, very outspoken with uh, my Canadian friends that were in the studio two weeks ago. He was on fire. He was. was oh, that he was on week? fire. I went out to dinner with them. They was were talking. Last week? Oh, they like. Yeah, they liked Carl. Oh, oh they liked Carl. They said, "Oh, Carl, uh, right?" The Canucks. The Canucks liked Carl. But we're I not doing a political show this week. We're doing legal calls this week. At least week. somebody likes me. <laughs> right. Well, well, Carl, you know that I do. All right. From the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, it's uh, one of the great litigators and legal minds, quite frankly. It's attorney Carl Moses. Uh, Mark, will you please describe Moses tonight for me, please? He is wearing a black sport coat with a two-tone white collar black check shirt, a dashing red tie, a white handkerchief, and gray slacks. Hi, Ron. Yes. <laughs> Do they still Hi, Carl. call them slacks? Yeah, slacks. And, and you know what? It, it, folks, if you were in trousers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. Well, Dave, what did they call those pants in the husky section? Never Please. mind. Um, <laughs> I've been in the husky section for about 50 years of my life now. Right. You know what I mean? Dave actually wore corduroys one day to the station, and it made so much noise as he's walking down the hallway, I thought the air conditioning was acting up. <laughs> But uh, I mean, I'm only kidding, folks. Just kidding. We love him. All right. So also joining us tonight, he does the family law ends. This is a law end that a lot of people have questions about. Hey, uh, you know, how do I modify my child support? Uh, how much uh, child support do I have to pay? How can I do get better visitation? What is shared parenting? Can I get rid of my wife and marry a younger woman without being financially devastated? The, an- the is quick it- answer to that is no. <laughs> is it re- is it really cheaper to keep her? All of those type of questions. The answer to, to that is yes. All right, Attorney Mark DeVecchio, though, is the guy that should answer those questions because he represents the family law ends at the firm. He is one of the best when it comes to all the family law uh, issues, divorce, adoptions, uh, child support, uh, and that kind of stuff. Like I say, if you go home and you punch your answering machine and you hear, hey, it's Mark DeVecchio's office calling for your wife, and uh, and that's a message for your wife, just pack your stuff and leave right now and hope Hopefully, you'll have the shirt on your back. Uh, Not okay. if Mark has anything to do with it. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> thank, thank you. And uh, Mark is outstanding. And also joining us tonight, uh, dis- d- describe how uh, his appearance at, uh, at the main microphone, obviously sitting in my chair. It's the dean of the broadcast, the founder of the firm, the man who's been through knee surgery, the man who's been through countless weight loss programs, the man who struggles every day, just like all of our listeners, to try to lose a few pounds, to be on top of his game, to not eat spaghetti, Describe him for me, if you will, Mark. He is is on the top of his game today. He is wearing the spring pastels. He's looking very Easter-like. He has a a pink shirt and a pink tie accented with gray pinstripe and gray polka dots on the tie. Looking good. 
Those are not polka dots. That's actually spaghetti sauce. <laughs> we have Just some calls. Can we go to the calls, Ron? Uh, first of all, it's nice to have you all. I like it when we have the entire team. Yes, David, let's take some calls. All right, Tony. Tony from, where are you from, Tony? Canfield. Canfield, go ahead. Hey, I got a, one of those um, eating tickets in the mail. Uh-huh. It, it's been all over the news. And um, my question to you guys is, um, I got it on Interstate 80 by the Weather Weathersfield cops. Uh, I guess in the section where... The speed limit was supposed to be 65, but ODOT didn't tell the police officers that it was 65. Sir, that was in Girard, not Weathersfield, just so you know. That was from the Girard. Yeah, I would uh, put that in and appeal it. Those are not legal, and it's funny you should ask me because that's what I'm talking about tomorrow morning on WFMJ today. Very good uh, planted call, Tony. Here's my, my, uh, my second question. I got this notice in the mail. It says, this is your second notice. I, I, I never got a first notice. All right, just ask for a hearing. Okay. They'll give you a hearing and then say the speed limit there is 65, not 55, and they should throw the case out. If that is, what the, if, if that is where your ticket no, I'm was pretty, issued. I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure they made a mistake in doing that because I looked No, but I, think, I thought that was in Girard, not in Weathersfield. His ticket is from the Weathersfield well, Police it, Department. It says pay it at the Girard uh, Police Office. Oh. Uh, station. And it well, was maybe it is. It was at uh, Salt Springs Road at, uh, exit off Interstate 8. Well, maybe it was then. How how fast did they claim you were going, Tony? 60, 66 and a 55. All right. Yeah. We'll go down and appeal it. You know, I had a courageous caller. Thank, Thank you, you very uh, Tony. much, Tony. Absolutely, Tony. Good luck. Take the next call, please, David. Uh, I'll, I'll say when we take the next call. <laughs> you don't tell me when we'll take the next call. We're going to take the next call now. Terry, <laughs> you have a legal question? Go right ahead, Terry. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Beaches? I'm here, brother. All right. Um, I got a ticket in January, January 11th. Yeah. And the uh, officer cited me for improper backing and hit and skip. Yeah. And uh, I went to court just... A week and a half ago. Yeah. And her trying to tell me that she gave me a, a situation, court cost. Yeah. And yeah. they want me to take a three class day thing for motels, and they charge me for OVI. Okay, okay, were you sir. trying to, sir, sir, you sound to me, no, hang on a second, David. Sir, I can't help but notice you sound like you're inebriated now. Have you been drinking prior to calling the broadcast? No, yes. You okay. have been? I could, but, I could kind of tell I, that. I, do, do, you, do you drink on a daily basis? Just answer my questions, please, No, sir. I... You do not? Okay, I but, but you... I have stroke in 14 that paralyzed my whole side. Okay. Were, you, right. drinking, were you drinking the Did day you get a ticket for a DUI no, card? not until I got home. Not until you got home. I got home, I poured me a drink, threw my shit, invited the officer in. He come a half an hour later. I invited him in, beat him up. Well, sir, I gave him the driver's right, license. Let's, let, hang on, hang on, let Dave answer the question because my nerves Terry, are really afraid you... today. Sure. <laughs> Terry, did you have a lawyer representing you? I had a public attorney. You had a public defender. Defender, yeah. Yeah, so you might have had some defenses there, but it sounds like you pled to the DUI because you said you're going to the school for three days, right? 
No, I ain't pleading nothing. When they bring it up at the court, I said, I'm here for what he cited me for. Back in the hit and run. Well, it sounds like he cited you also for the DUI. No, he didn't say it. I looked on, I mean, I had the incident report. He got me as condition. Um, and, you know, drugs, alcohol. And he didn't give me no one test. He didn't ask me if I was drinking or not. Was the officer, was it a state highway patrol or was it uh, the sheriff? Or who, who, who was the ticketing no, agency? No, it was a city police officer. And did they see you operate the motor vehicle? No. So they came I after the fact. I was in my house half an hour before I even took right. a beer. All I right. Well, Terry, it sounds... Terry, Terry, right. you invited him hey, to have Terry, a drink. Hey, he didn't have a drink, did he, Terry? No, oh, no, because he was on duty. See, the generally, it's been my experience that police officers they won't have a drink with you. When they you're won't on have a drink duty. with you when they're on duty. So, <laughs> no, I know. My suggestion is is that you follow the advice of your lawyer, and that they have to see you drinking and driving. That if you were home a half hour and drinking after you got home, it's going to be very hard for them to prove. That you were drinking and driving at the time. Thank you very much for calling, Terry. I think Terry was obviously drinking. Uh, he was obviously, I think, had a few under his belt, unfortunately. No. But you know, I mean, we got a couple more to... lines opened up now. 330-729-9977. We've had two calls. One about the Gerard speeding cameras. And Terry, I don't know, he can get a kid. Drinking and driving. Right. You can't drink and drive. I mean, that's just not a good thing. It's not a good thing. If they didn't see him operate the vehicle, though, he has a good defense. Unless, unless, of course. Operating the vehicle under the influence. Right. Unless, of course, he made admissions against interest. Yeah, there you go. Terry didn't strike me as being the sharpest pencil in the toolbox. And when he invited the officer in, very social, he couldn't understand why the police officer wouldn't have a drink with him. See, like, whenever I get a ticket, I invite him over for ice cream. Thank right. You. I invite him Go over ahead. for spaghetti. Mike, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to Youngstown Warren's Only News Radio 570 WKBN. Legally speaking, how can we help you? Thank you. I have two questions. Um, they're not for me, but hopefully I got all the facts straight. Um, uh, all right. It, for uh, my brother-in-law, his, his mom is on Medicaid. And she is she's only has social security income and she is in a long term care facility. But prior to doing that, she had a lease and she had a vehicle that was she was on a lease. What can can she just turn is anybody responsible for that lease? I mean she has no income, all of her income goes to Medicaid to pay for her long term care facility. She has no money. Can she just turn that lease back in? Typically, you have a contract, she signs it. It's up to whomever she entered into that lease agreement with. Practicality I mean, is, though, she doesn't have money, money. What are they right, going to do? Yeah, what are they going to do right. against so, Right. So, but I would take care of the vehicle. I would try to get it resolved. You have, to, you have a duty to mitigate your damages. So you can't be driving the vehicle, putting a ton of miles on it. And, and for God's sakes, don't let Terry drive it. <laughs> So my brother-in-law, he's not responsible for paying. (laughs) Not unless he signed on it with her. No, he did not sign. No, he's not. He's not responsible though. Okay. Second question is related to him as well. 
um, his, his mom's house was transferred into his name years ago. But I guess when they transferred it over, there was something put into the transfer that she could live there for the rest of her life. Life, life estate. estate. But now that she's, so now that she's in a long-term care, she's, she's got dementia and she'll always be there. Um, how did he get that off of there? So if he wanted to sell the house or if he wanted to. I don't know do if you can get it off. The only way I think you could get it off is if you can get a guardianship. Yeah, you might have to probate it. And uh, then you'd have to have the court value what the life estate's worth. And it's not worth a whole lot because who's going to want to buy a life estate in a house when the future interest doesn't go with it? Okay. Now, does it matter if he's, if whether he's a power of attorney or not? Does that matter? Um, if he got the power of attorney prior to her being with her dementia, then he could certainly utilize his power of attorney. But I would tell you, uh, Mike, you should really sit down with a lawyer to help you guide through. Okay. That's does, so you know, probate work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that you guys don't run afoul of anything. All right? Take, and take okay. all. Hey, thanks for the invite. And, Ron, you need to go on vacation, man. You have been crazy this week. I know. it's I'm under a lot of stress. You understand. Mike, can I, I ask tell. you a question? Mike. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave. Mike, Dave. what yeah. would this week, how was this week differentiated from other weeks? He, he was just ranting and raving like, like, on everything, you know the uh, the Gerard Mayor, um, everybody. Yes. He was just yes. he was pretty he was pretty intense this week. Right, I need a you need some drinks, Ron. Maybe Terry. I was wondering if you could invite Ron over for some cocktails. No, but I'm glad you guys are here because <laughs> Thursday he calms down a little bit and he has a little bit of fun. And, right, and right. we all laugh. I laugh my head off. Well, right, so do I. Thank, Thank you very you much, call. Mike. Terry, you know if you're out there, please call. Ron will come no, over and have some No, drink. no. <laughs> please don't. Please. What? Stand by. We'll come back in just uh, less than 60 seconds. So don't go far, guys. Attorney David Beatrice, Carl Moses, and the most feared guy out there, Attorney Mark DeVecchio, when we return in less than one. Let's get back to it. 522 in the afternoon. News Radio 570 WKBN. Attorney David Beatrice is with us. 729-9977. 729-9977. If you'd like to get through to Dave tonight, 729-9977. A rare opportunity to talk to Attorney Carl Moses or Attorney Mark DeVecchio or uh, Chunky. Either one of them. All right. Let's go back to the studio. Hello, guys. Hello, Ron. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank I've got, you we got two calls waiting. We had a couple lines open, so if you want to talk to me, Dave Beatrice, Mark DeVecchio, or if you'd like like a really long answer with 15 subparts, <laughs> we got Carl Moses here at 330-729-9977. Ken and Hubbard's been waiting the longest. Ken, welcome to Youngstown Warren's Only News Radio 570 WKBN. How can I help you? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm looking to purchase a vehicle from out of state. It's an older vehicle, and I'm having it appraised. Um, I was just wondering what, um, you know, if I if I get the vehicle, once I get the vehicle here, am I? What are my recourses if there's something wrong? If like the appraiser, if there's something that you know that I didn't agree with what the appraiser said, I, or, I would have someone. Uh, how much money are you spending? Over ten thousand. Well, it, 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 yeah, I you would be very careful. You could ask someone to be a, a broker in it, you know, to sort of hold the money and hold the title to make sure. Other than that, you know, you better, you better have you better have your own mechanic, look somebody at you trust. 
look at it. There's a and drop a contract. Make sure you have a contract. Because once you sign the contract, that's that's you're obligated. And there's a doctrine in the law called caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. Or I like spaghetti. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it means. And so basically. Uh, when you buy something, let the buyer beware. You, if you've inspected it and there's something wrong, you're kind of uh, take out it of for, luck. Take it for a ride. Let somebody you trust drive it. Take it to a, a, an auto shop and have them look it over. But then be careful because when you register it here, you're going to have to pay the sales tax in Ohio. Is you don't pay the sales tax from the state that you buy the car and you pay it when you register the the car here in Ohio. Right, yeah, I remember. Understand. Okay, but the thing is, like, I don't think the guy is going to let me let the uh, the car hauler haul the truck out of there, bring it here without having without having the money in his hand. Well, if you're spending over ten grand, I'm, how far away is it? I would I would go take it and lay eyes on it before you do anything, or send somebody down there, or get a name of a reputable someone that you trust. Well, I have a, a reputable appraiser looking at the vehicle today. They're scheduled to look at it today and. You know, it's going to be, they're there for like two or three hours going over everything on the truck. So, I mean. Are they going to drive it? They're going to, they, they, they're going to try to. Whether the guy's in Minnesota, there's snow on the ground. So, whether the guy's able to, you know, they're able to get it out of the garage and drive it, it's another, you know, but. I but would they, ask for. But they I, do drive the vehicles. I would ask for some kind of report from the appraiser, from the person that's going to look it over so that you could protect yourself and they may be liable too. So. Um, but I would definitely lay eyes on the engine, have someone that knows their way around cars, drive it. If that's what you're you're buying it for, to drive it, you better make sure that it's fit for the purpose for which you're buying it. Maybe, and, maybe, and, maybe you can, maybe you can uh, bargain for some sort of a warranty. In other words, maybe the seller can give you some sort of a warranty on the contract. Well, let me ask the caller. He said it's a, a vintage car. What year is car is it, sir? 61. 61 what? Pardon me? What kind of car? 61 what? A GMC pickup truck. All right. So now, Carl, you probably are familiar with those, aren't you? Because it was I think he was 19... 70 back in 61. <laughs> right. I mean, so Carl would probably be able to give you an opinion. He probably yeah. owned it at the time. Oh, I'm, I'm an expert still, on that, sure. Yeah. Might still do. Okay. Just teasing. Uh, you Carl's could try to guy. find someone that would act as an escrow agent where you would deposit the money, they would deposit the title, they don't release the title until they release the money. So. Because if you send him the money and he doesn't send you the title, what good is your money then? Right. So just be careful, okay? All righty. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck. Thank you, and good luck to you. All right. Who's been waiting the longest? It David, it's like, nice to, it's nice what, to have bro? you back on, the, back on the show. You missed it last week, but the week before, how do you, how do you make out in Boardman Court when you were at that show and you needed to be in court? <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, could you call back in? Ron really wants to have uh, no, 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 no. Al, welcome to 570 WKBN's only news radio. 570 WKBN, how can we help you? Jeez, you guys call yourself advice givers and lawyers, and no one thought to just tell Terry not to drink before he went into court as, as a rule of thumb? <laughs> well, I kind of think we did tell him not to drink and drive, but he called into the show, I think, a little little inebriated, don't you think, Al? <laughs> uh, he was, uh, it's not, well, it's, five, it's past 5 o'clock. I'll give him that. But it's geez, always oh, 5 man. o'clock somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> hey, I actually have a question somewhat along those lines. Um, I have a family member that... Uh, She's uh, she got a DUI, and this is actually spanning probably the length of uh, ten to twenty years or so. This is her third DUI. 
Um, her first DUI was in Ohio, and then about 10 years after that, she had a second DUI in PA. And she was actually like two days, you know, she, two days before her one DUI falling off, she got this other DUI, and then it, it counted as her second. Um, and now she has this third one, and I was just wondering, is there... Uh, now, when she got the third one, she didn't have a license or insurance while she was driving, obviously, because her license was taken away with the second DUI. Um, and we're kind of all just uh, wondering what kind of um, what kind of penalties she's, she'll be looking at at this point. I mean, is it different because maybe one DUI fell off uh, from years ago, or how, do, how does it work? Keep in mind that states, uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio, have reciprocals. That means... When a violation occurs in one state, usually that state will refer the matter or tell the other state about the violation. So okay. keep that so in mind. So those aren't two separate entities. They're, they're counted as together. That. Well, technically, well, let me ask you something. Where was she charged with her third DUI? It, it was in Ohio. This would be an Ohio one now. So be where where in Ohio? PA. She it's, lives in PA. She's been convicted of all of them? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where okay, in... wait a minute, guys. Hang on, caller. We've got to put you on hold. We're going to come back to you. David, yes. put, please put that caller on hold, Dave Price. I got him on then, hold. Uh, oh, God. Anything else, then, Ron? No, we'll come back right after the headlines. So stay tuned with the attorneys right after this, live from Stadium GM. It's Ron Verb live at Stadium GM in the heart of Salem. Nobody treats you better. Nobody's got a better selection than uh, the folks down here. I can tell you that. Uh, broadcasting live from the showroom. My wife got a Chevy Cruze down here and daughter, too, at Stadium GM. News Radio 570 WQN. All right, let's anyway. go back to Al. All right, Al, you were asking Al, a question. are you there? No, it wasn't yes, Al. I am. Okay, okay. Okay, go ahead. Over. Al, first of all, your friend better be very careful because if she has three prior convictions, her fourth is going to be a felony. So she's looking at a, a minimum 30-day sentence on a third offense, and it, it could be doubled with a high test or a refusal. So, Well, let me ask you something, Al. Where in Ohio yeah. is she charged? Uh, Brookfield. Okay. Was she charged with a third offense? Um, I do not. I, I'm not... Uh, 100% sure on, on what her charges were. I know she had a DUI that she was charged for. Um, she took a breathalyzer and she blew over. I think it was a 1.3. Okay. And um, this is now, this would be her third. She did get convicted on two of them, uh, but she pleaded not guilty on her arraignment when she went in and is planning on fighting this with a public defender. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it, who knows what's going to go on in the courtroom? I just want to know what the ramifications. What will we be looking at? You know, going in with a public defender with her history that she's had, and if the the amount of convictions she had prior would uh, weigh in heavily, even if they were a longer sentence. You know, something that was fifteen years ago. Yeah, if you maybe that your convictions, your penalties are enhanced with each subsequent conviction. So you know, maybe. Unless you could, how many years ago is the DUI in Pennsylvania? That's true. Um, I would say three. About okay, three well, they're going to definitely treat it as a second offense, and potentially right. a third for penalty purposes. So she needs to get a lawyer uh, that can help right. her out of that. Okay. Um, and and also, <laughs> I just wanted to ask that she was also driving without a license or insurance. Yeah, that's these so are how, not how much good does things. That amplify what. 
is because she was she was originally mandated on the second one to get a breathalyzer on her car, and her license was revoked. For Listen, that. they're going to suspend her happened. license again. If she cannot produce financial responsibility on the date that she got the ticket, they're going to suspend her license again, and then yeah. she's going to be forced to pay two reinstatement fees. And then you get into that vicious cycle where it gets really difficult to ever get your license back. So, well, yes, yeah, she has created a mess. The bottom line is she's in serious trouble, and you should find a lawyer for her who is experienced in this area. Let me okay. ask the caller well, this question, caller. Is this your girlfriend or a relative sister. of yours? What sister? This is actually a mother-in-law. She's almost 60 years old. Okay, but, but uh, uh, okay, you know. so, well, this changes everything. If it's your mother-in-law, who cares, right? Um <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, yeah. I'll, take, I'll write that down. Appreciate right. it. Guys. Take care. Right. Thank, thank, thanks All for right. calling. Thank you very I, much. If you don't mind, Dave, I'd like Moses to talk a little bit about the DUI she got in Pennsylvania, and then we'll see everybody tomorrow afternoon. At tomorrow afternoon, probably next week. <laughs> Carl, go ahead. Start I, talking about the DUIs I, in PA. I, I, it was good enough. seeing everyone. All right. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I've said enough. Thank you. You sure about that? Yes. All right. Let's go to Joe in North Lima, who's been waiting a little bit. Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How can we help you? Well, I have a funny question, and I want David to answer this. Listen, if I was to go to the BMV yeah. and get a new ID, yeah. and uh, when, when they give me the paperwork to fill out and I circle female, and then I circle black, would I be a black female? And would I be, you know, the, the most important part of my question is, can I now go into the women's room? I would legally be a woman, and I would be black. The, these are things that you think you stay up at night and that you think about. I really, thank you very no, much for calling, Joe. I really think you need to think about some other things. I'm glad he asked you that question. David, you need to answer that. Well, first of all... I, I, I think he's asking me. That would be fraud. That would be fraud, right? It's right. It'd be fraud. Unless he was transitioning, and then I'd have to look at the law about licenses and how they handle that. Right. You can't lie but, on applications right. like that. Yeah, but I think your license. <coughs> you have to put down your proper gender. I don't. To, I'd have to look at the law on that. That's just not one that. Things are changing to where, you know, you can put male, female, or, or what you think you are that particular day in some states. You know, how you want to Some people don't yourself. even put a, the gender in it anymore. Right. Like, for example, do you remember when you used to be a man and then after you got married? Well, never mind. <laughs> oh. oh, my Ron, gosh. Ron, Ron. Ron. We have a couple lines open, 330-729. You know it's true. No, it's not true. Three three zero seven. I know Lisa runs your household. Three three zero seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. God, he is good. He that man is on fire today. He is on fire. Yeah. Mike in Canfield, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Dave. How you doing? Good. Hey, I got a question. Um, recently bought a new car. Um, less than a month ago, I have just over five hundred miles on it. Um, I had it for about a week. There was some flaws in the paint from the factory. I took it back to them to buff it out. And then there was an issue with one of the mirrors on the dr- on the passenger door. So they had to order the part. They're going to take it back in, replace it. So they had my car for about a week, replacing the mirror. And I went and picked it up, and now I have a 
dent in the passenger door, and the front fender is scraped up. Um, they actually have, and they, they cannot get the marks, some of the marks off with the paint, you know, there was a flaw in the paint. So they are actually, have my vehicle now, they're repainting it. But I guess my issue is I bought a new car. Now I have a car that's being repainted. Do I have any recourse on that? I mean, they're saying we'll make everything right. Can I get a new vehicle out of this or... Well, yeah, it's a damage question. How much is your car worth now that it was damaged that when it was not in your possession? And can you prove that they were responsible? Did they admit that they damaged it? And how much difference is there in value between a car that's repainted and a car that's never been repainted? So, um, I agree. That, I, that's that's the that's the damage issue. You might not yeah. be able to parlay that into a new car. And so there there are two there are two uh, areas. One is liability. That is, can you prove that? That yes. dealership is responsible, and secondly, if if so, what is the damage value? And Mark is correct in saying that uh, in defining what the uh, the issue is for value. So, how would I find out what the value is now of the vehicle? Just maybe take it to their used car guy and say, "Will you give me for this car right now as it sits?" Yeah, yeah. Or you can look on the online, NBA, yeah, an ADA, or you could have. There's a lot of guys that could appraise cars and give yeah. you, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, you might want to go to a different dealership, right, to, to get yeah. it appraised. But yeah. if you're having all these car, all these problems with the car, I'd remind you that you know there's like a time frame with Lemon Laws. It's the first year or eighteen thousand miles, whichever comes first. So just be mindful of that. Okay, and that is usually though, like if there's an issue, like the same thing a couple of times, it'd have to be like. I don't know, let's say the mirror thing, if that happened like three times, then consider a lemon or just continue, continue ongoing things. Lemon, lemon cars only apply to new cars, not used car. Right, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In order to qualify as a lemon car, it, it must have uh, a substantial defect covered by the warranty that occurred within a new. certain period of time. Yes. It has to be new. This is a used car. No. Oh, no, no, it's, it's new. Oh, it's, it's new. new. Yeah. Right. So the lemon law would apply, would apply, and it you when you bought the car, and there were two attempts to fix it after a reasonable number. There there has to be a reasonable number of attempts to fix it, and it's still in disrepair. And it has to be something with like that affects the value or the safety of the car. Yeah, substantial did, defect. Did, uh, did he identify what type of car it is, caller? Don't I don't want to know where you bought it, but what type of car? It's a Lincoln. Okay. It might be a lemon. Have you tried the Better Business Bureau? Have you tried the Lincoln dealership? Have you tried going over the people's heads? I would do. I I I have reached out and talked with uh, Lincoln, and they um, they want they want me to be appraised. uh, They want me to keep them appraised of what's going on with the repainting and everything. I actually have sent photos of the you know the damages that they've done, and um, the girl there said you know she might go to if she needs to get an arbitrator between me and the. Yeah, they might do that. So mm-hmm. just keep them appraised of everything, okay? And it's a All Lincoln, right. you say. You know, that reminds Thank me of my you, dad. Thank you, Mike. My, ahead, daddy, my, my daddy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop, stop driving, driving that hot, hot rod, Lincoln. Rod. No, you got to do it right, Mark. Okay. Son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot uh, rod, uh, Lincoln. Now you're showing your age, Ron. Uh, yeah, and coming up, David, I'll do the cover of the Rolling Stone. That's going to be coming up. <laughs> 
I would pay to hear that. You know, you know, I hear that commercial on TV and the old Redbone song, which I loved when it Come came out. Come and get your love. Come and get your love. I love that song. Yeah. You know, some of the, or uh, 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 just some of the classic songs that I hear, and I go, God, it seems like I, I still like those songs. What's sure. wrong with me? No, those are good songs. All of you must be very old because I don't even remember these things, and you guys do. (laughs) Well, I think that was during your heavy drug use years, Uh, Moses. I don't think so. (laughs) Weren't you smoking uh, that uh, peace pipe with... I don't know. Forget no, it. Now, just right. admit it, Ron. Just admit how old you, <laughs> you know, are. I know. Ron, it's, how it's old good. are you, by the way? David, I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm 10 feet tall. Now, how old are you? <laughs> are we you know, old we are know you, how David? old he is. He I just had not. a birthday. It was a big David. one. He just had a birthday. He just yeah, had the big 6 0. Oh, Ron, you're 60. I didn't. I didn't give that up, Ron. Ron, you are over the hill. Listen, oh, dude, you're done. I'm the youngest you're one done. in this like group, and I years, I appreciate be, those songs. Listen to me, dude. Just hang it up. You know what? You should. Terry, call back in. Ron needs a drink. <laughs> it was his 60th birthday. Ron, you're better love, than you've ever been. For the love of God, Tim and Wellsville. <laughs> in two, give wait a Ron minute. Wait a minute. He's wait a 60 minute. years old. What are you saying? In 12 years, I know what David was going to say. In 12 years, you'll be dead. You don't think I think about that? The life expectancy is 72? I mean, you know. But uh, oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks. Hey, Mark, I really appreciate you reminding Dave. Yeah. I'm so, I didn't think he'd say it over the radio. 60. God, Ron. God. Ron. Old man. Wow. Dude. And, and, and think of this, David. Dude, I know, you seriously, I, you know what? You shouldn't talk anymore. Tim and Wellsville, are you there? Yeah, You're I'm talking here. to Dave Beatrice, Carl Moses, Mark DeVecchio, and the 60-year-old curmudgeon Ron Verb. How can we help you? Um, I was wondering if you could have like a uh, class action lawsuit against those uh, speeding tickets in Girard where the, yes. the, state, the state says that they don't write speeding tickets, right? That's their answer. And Girard, they, they really didn't, probably didn't really know that 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 had not that they didn't change the sign right. So to me, the answer that's is fall yes. Back in the state's uh, lap. You have uh, right. To have uh, hey, hey, caller, 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 right. caller. Be quiet. He's answering your question. The Go question ahead, is yes, and I think people are getting ready to file a class action suit. But more importantly, they're getting ready to pass a law down at the state outlawing those traffic cameras. Period. So. Yeah. No, 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 David. Now, hang on a second, caller. Did you happen to see when it was in, uh, what, I think, Bazetta, they were thinking about getting these traffic cameras, and they asked the guy that was there pitching for this blue line company or whatever it is, hey, what about that bill down in the state which says that they're going to, the state's going to, that they want the state to hold back as much money as you get from them cameras? Uh, what do you think about that? And the guy said, don't you worry about that. Our lobbyists are taking care of that. That was what the guy from the camera company said. And even John Butcher, he says, well, I'm not voting for that. That hurt local communities. It, it, well, what they've done, Ron, is they have cut back on the local government fund. I know all of that, but it doesn't mean... Go, all right, let's so go, where do you want the government? Like, the city of Youngstown derives $800,000 Dave, I, 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 listen, I get all of that. But you know what? Does anybody represent the person whose pocket it comes out of and the, and the, and the stress it puts on everybody well, we out there? we have a $2 billion rainy day fund that's just sitting down in Columbus. Exactly. And yet we have crumbling bridges, right, roads right. that are falling no, apart. No politics. Okay. I don't want to get into it with you i know so thank you and thank you tim for calling in all right let's see who's been waiting the longest it looks like it's michael in garage michael in garage how are you good how are you 
Good. I appreciate the show. I have two philosophical questions, and I'll hang up and listen to your answer. As long as it's not family court. It's as long as it's not whether or not you're a man or a woman on a driver's license. I'll answer. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just have a question. Uh, how do Ohio family courts ignore the constitutional rights of fit parents consistently? And then the second question is. Now, you're all three lawyers, so why would a bar association oppose a shared parenting with uh, joint physical custody of fit parents? Uh, well, I I think you're making a presumption that, that that's not accurate. A- accurate, yeah. There's, okay. there's. tell me where I'm not accurate. So well, you ha- you, I, no, I'd have to ask you to be more specific on your question. You're saying the Constitution does yes. not encourage or does not... Could you repeat your question? Sure. Like in Ohio Family Court, the uh, constitutional rights of parents, of fit parents now, you understand, fit parents, is uh, always overridden by the state laws where Troxel versus Granville said the exact opposite. Troxel, the, the, the Troxel case is a grandparent right case. That's not, right. that's not a parent case. And then case. in Gomez versus Perez... You know, and uh, they, they but, override that too because one. But sir, your question is not the Troxel case deals with grandparent rights, and Correct. that's a federal case. But Ohio Correct. laws are different. Ohio right. laws recognize grandparent rights in three different cases. During I'm not a, worried about the grandparents. I'm asking. All right, but how is how is how is a fit parent being denied? Lawyers, Ohio cannot pass a. Uh, shared parenting with joint physical custody of fit parents. That's what I'm trying to get at. I've been trying to understand. I'm in the I'm in the mix of it, so I do have a. There is right. something called shared parenting, and and you know where courts generally favor them. They do absolutely. So so something's happening in your case. That's no, I was already considered a fit parent. In Trouble County. Court. All right, we'll so understand this. I want to know what my next step is. That's what I'm trying to get. Well, at. Wait, okay. a wait a minute. Wait a minute, order. caller. Do you have a lawyer? Yes. Okay, so the 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 person that would know your case the best is that lawyer, not us. But you know what? I can say this to you though. You asking what what is the next step? Obviously, you are a fit parent. If you're That's asking correct. about if you're asking about shared parenting, the next criteria that the court is going to look at is your ability with the other parent to co-parent effectively, to have communications regarding the best interest of your child. To, okay, uh, to Will you agree with this statement, though? The best interest of the child always resides with fit parents. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, you have to be fit, absolutely. Okay, no, but that's what I'm saying. So due process to create a primary parental and custodial parent is a... Is, uh, Violation of equal protection clause. No, no I, I because the, the focus. The focus. Well, you're you're, you're just throwing out. I should get fifty percent of my son's time. I, bottom line. The focus. Okay, so so I time. hear what he's saying. He is upset. He's Thank frustrated. you for calling. He's frustrated because he's not getting half of the time with right. his son, and he feels like his constitutional rights are being violated because the court has found him to be a fit parent. But just talking to Michael in the short period of time. I would think that he's a little combative, and that's one of the things that the court would take into consideration to determine whether or not he can effectively co-parent with his child. So my advice to you, Michael, is first of all to listen to your lawyer, who knows way more about your case than we do, and secondly, you got to go along to get along. And what Michael needs to understand is it's not about his constitutional rights. When you're dealing with custody cases, it's, it's the about the best interest, interest of, of the, the child. child. Exactly.
All right, who's been waiting the longest now? Looks like, oh, someone over in PA, Tom in, in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. All right, well, we can might as well go. Carl will answer this question. It was nice seeing you guys. We'll see you next week. Hi, Tom. All right, get him, Carl. Carl. Be brief, Tom. Uh, real brief. Uh, I have, uh, I got a bankruptcy thing. They owe me $750 for a purchase I made. I went through all the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. I just got something today. It says, notice of hearing on trustee's motion for order converting case from a Chapter 11 to a Chapter 7. Yeah, you're not getting anything. Is that what that means? Basically, the short term of it is that person has no money. Did you buy some goods from someone? Yes, some silver. And they went bankrupt. Correct. Yeah, you're probably out. Almost all of that seven fifty. You know, chapter seven um, is, a, is a complete debts. is a complete discharge yeah. of the debts. So if they're and transferring now, it, there. Right, and now we'll give you the history of uh, the first six Carl, chapters. Give us, and give us the history, seven. starting with the Magna Carta, please. <laughs> I'm only teasing. I love Carl. I love Carl. Thank I don't you, know why Tom, I do for this. calling it. All right, Carl. Please, a brief history from the Magna Carta. To the Fourteenth Amendment, the United States. Okay, let me let me let me start. <laughs> the teachings of learned hand. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks. we're going to go to Dick, who has a cell phone call. Dick, are you there? Yes, sir. You guys are having too much fun. We are, Dick. Hey, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Jump stretch. Jump stretch is my company. Name. I know who you are. Okay, jump stretch. Yeah. Amazon is selling bands. On their site, on their jump stretch name, they're making money every day selling rubber bands that I invented. Well, I sounds like you got trademark, a trademark infringement. Sounds like you got a good case, yeah. Dick. Well, then let's get together and take care of it. Okay, give me a call. I mean, it sounds like yeah, you got a great case. Good. Absolutely. I, I know I will, you invented I will jump give stretch. Give me a holler tomorrow. Give me a holler tomorrow. I know you invented jump stretch years and years. Yeah. Did you ever see him? I saw him in a restaurant. Was he what the YSU Penguins was? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. he could do a split. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> right. he, I'm seriously, he could do like a split. See? All the way down. It's amazing. Ron, is you? are you okay today, Ron? So could, Ron could do a split. Ron, did you, did you give him his Geritol today? You know what? I can't Ron, do a split. Ron, are we talking loud enough for you? <laughs> I we have another caller, Ron. Well, stand Hold by on. For, stand by for 60 seconds, if you don't mind. It's, and the only split I do these days is a banana split. <laughs> okay, let me talk to you about Vasilio's Family Restaurant, which is at 500 Trumbull Avenue in Cortland. You know, this is a great family restaurant. I can tell you this much, guys. Seriously, if you want a pizza, whether it's to go or you want to eat it there, they have a terrific pizza. People down there in uh, in uh, Cortland know about Vasilio's. Dave, David, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, no, These guys are talking on the air about cell phone chargers, Dave. All right, so there we go. Let me uh, let me t- hey guys, stand by. Let me talk to you about Vasilio's Family Restaurant, 500 Trumbull Avenue in Cortland. I'll give you their phone number. Great pizza there for you, whether you eat it there or take it home. But the thing about Vasilio's is it's family owned and operated with 35 years in business. Whether you're there for breakfast or whether you're there for any of the meals that they have to offer, I can tell you, you're going to get a great meal and you're going to get a reasonable price for that meal, and you will leave there satisfied. This is 
a diamond in the rough in our community, and I want you to give it a try. I think you'll really enjoy it. A friend of mine, Andy, was telling me the other day he was just down there and how much he enjoyed it. So I want to share it with you. 35 years in business. As a matter of fact, their sauce is so in demand, they sell it in the stores, Giant Eagle, Nemons IGA, and Sparkle Markets. Now, keep in mind, it's Vasilios. they got a banquet room, a party room. They're there for you uh, during the holidays. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 9 to 9, Monday through Saturday. And you can visit their website. Check it out for yourself, VasilioDining.com. All right, right there, 500 Trumbull Avenue. The, the, the food is absolutely terrific, very reasonable prices. And you'll see it right across from the Walgreens there on Trumbull Avenue in Cortland. Vasilios, and what a wonderful family they are as well. All right, let's go back to our guest. You know, when I'm talking, Carl, you've got to be a little bit quieter. And stuff I, that was about. my fault. That was my bad. My phone's almost out of juice. Well, and I, I asked him for a charger, and you'd have thought I asked him for his firstborn. Well, what I, difference does it make if you said he had one for you? Oh, did you see it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to borrow it till tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> it was no, killing I mean, him. It was no, killing him. Well, the, for my first piece of advice, Carl, don't lend your charger to Dave. You'll never see it again. This is probably has true. Anybody, has anybody seen that car? His, I swear he's living out of his office. <laughs> oh, no, you probably have four or five chargers in your car. I bought a new one. I got rid yeah. of it. Really? What did you do? What did they do? Just, uh, it just had 122,000 miles on it, and I, uh, you know, I was I on borrowed time with it, so I went and I, I it was a, a two, th- and I didn't get a new one. I bought a used car. So all right, I how, I put how, a lot of miles on my car. How long did it take to transfer all of your stuff out of that? Oh, car? it was it was it was ugly. Right. It was, I, mean, I just went back door to back door. We just it was like shoveling stuff. Did like you a, find anything that you'd been looking for for a long time? Like oh, here's I found that. a sock that I couldn't find the mate for. <laughs> And my wife threw out the other sock, so I had to throw out that sock. I found a pair of shoes that I forgot I had, and now we're out of time. David, David, remember this. You didn't find a sock. You know, somebody said, hey, mister, you lost a sock. No, I found one. Remember that (laughs) quote? That's right. All right, thank thank you, you, Dave. Thank you, Dave and Carl. The legal show brought to you by Beatrice Cop and Harshman. We're live at Stadium GM. We'll come back with more News Radio 570 WKVN. Stay tuned.